0: today on CityCast Denver. No doubt things feel really heavy right now. We're still processing the shooting in Colorado Springs, but we wanted to give ourselves and you a break from the news for a bit. We know a lot of you will be traveling over the holiday, so producer Paul Caroli and newsletter editor Peyton Garcia join me to share some of our best tips for surviving the madness that is DIA. Plus, we announce the winner of our chef royalty giveaway and share some of your wildest edible stories. Today is Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. I'm Bree Davies and this is Citycast Denver. Hey Paul. Good morning, Bree. Hi Peyton. Hi, happy almost Thanksgiving. So first we're going to talk about our hacks for surviving DIA. I was just there earlier this week, picking up my husband and it was already a total nightmare. So I'm definitely looking to you two for help because I will be flying out on Thanksgiving like the ding dong I am. And, uh, I want to hear from you both. Like, how do I survive it? What are, what are your tips and tricks? Paul, I want to start with you.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, unfortunately I think the, the best hack for DIA is the same one for snooze and brunch. And that's just, Change your attitude about waiting in lines. Somehow find within yourself an appreciation for the time that you've been given on this planet. And the fact that it's in a line, you know, for a while, it's okay. You're going to be okay. You'll get to the front of the line. You know, pop in a podcast. Enjoy yourself. Just decide that it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's my number one hack for DIA. And I'm sorry about that. I totally agree with
2: that. Like, I think the... Paul's so right. The first step is acceptance. Like, Just accept that it's going to be chaotic and you being angry about that is not going to change anything. And then listen to your wife when she tells you to get there two and a half <laughs> hours early. I mean, I know.
1: Yeah, Bree, do you want to get into that a little bit more? Do you want to tell us that story? Set the stakes?
0: I'm the disgruntled dad in this situation. I'm the dad who's like huffing around, around the line, trying to look and see how I can make it like go faster you know like those dads that are always in lines and being like well whoever's running this operation is not me so uh it's clearly not going as well as it could and that is me a hundred percent so i think uh if i take anything to heart from this conversation it's that i need to have both of your attitudes get there extra early as peyton says and then as you say paul just chill out yeah be cool be cool
2: yeah security the security line is gonna be wrapped all the way around the corner through baggage claim like it's it's gonna be bad just try and enjoy it actually for hacks in terms of that I actually shared it in the newsletter I think last week but there's a lot of resources you can use like there's the my TSA app um, DIA's website there's a lot of these things that you can check that'll tell you like real-time like live wait times. And the other thing too, is knowing which security checkpoint to go to, because if you're using clear or you're using TSA pre-check, there's, there's better lines for you. Like there's gonna be some hmm. security checkpoints that are just for if you're doing a standard screening. So anyways, I don't know, maybe we could drop that in the show notes, but there's there's resources you can use that are gonna help you not be so stressed out. <laughs>
1: Have either of you ever used the 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 Skybridge security mm-hmm. checkpoint, the one between Jeppesen and the A gates? No, I always
0: hear about it. It's like a myth to me. I don't understand it or know where it is. I've used it.
1: Oh yeah, is it better? What what's the deal?
2: I don't know. It's just another security checkpoint, and I've gone there because my husband's like, "Oh, this is where we." I heard this is where we should go today, and uh, and I just follow him, <laughs> and we go, <laughs> and it's just like waiting in the other line. There's no. It's not magical. There's There's nothing special about it. It's just another line. Sometimes it's shorter than other ones. And I think a lot of people don't think to check the SkyBridge one. Hmm. Um, And that's why we'll like if if the North security or whatever looks really, really long, we'll go check out SkyBridge or we'll ask somebody. We'll say, hey, how's security look at SkyBridge right now? And they'll tell us. And if it seems shorter, we'll go. Because I think a lot of people just like discount it and don't go up, up there.
0: Yeah, I have to say, it's just, Mm -hmm. I don't understand why it's not just like clearly marked as another option. It's like, hey, have you tried the sky bridge over to the other security? Like it's some (laughs) secret. And maybe that would help the line go faster if more people knew about it. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, too, where when you're getting into security, I always laugh at this. But like everyone, once you get up to like the like the TSA guards, everyone just goes to that immediate person right there. And there's like six other ones that only have like one person like just don't be a lemming you know use your eyes
3: <laughs> go stand point, in the shortest
2: Kate. line and again the dia website will tell you the wait times at each of the security checkpoints oh really So yeah so go online look and see which one has the shortest wait time okay use hmm. use your resources <laughs>
1: Bree, I'm eager to hear from you. You said you were going at a rabbit hole last night on DIA. What, what oh, are your tips well, for surviving the airport?
0: I would say it's like, I don't really have a tip as much as uh, how to enjoy the airport since you have to be there. Because if we're going to get there early, you know, chances are you're going to use up that time waiting. But maybe for whatever reason, you get there in a moment when it's quiet and then you end up at the airport two hours early. And I was like, what are the things that I love about the airport? And for one, it If you just acknowledge that it's like a giant mall, it might give you some solace as someone that loves to wander a mall. Um, Again, this is different during holiday times because it's so bananas, but I think you can enjoy the shopping, like the window shopping aspect of it a little bit if you want to. If anything, to laugh at all the weird things that they sell at the airport that you would, why would someone buy like a mink coat at the airport? Or like, you know what I mean? Or like a 10 pound bag of beef jerky. You're like, who's buying this stuff?
1: (laughs) You know, I, there's something I always wondered about the airport because a few years ago I was looking to buy a, uh, I think I was looking to buy a Rockies cap. And for some reason I thought the airport would be a perfect place to do that because like in my mind, every airport always has this local sports True. merch, but I don't think DIA really has that. They, I couldn't find a Rockies cap mm. in the whole airport. They had a ton of Broncos stuff, but no Rockies, no Nuggets, no Avalanche. It was odd.
0: I think it depends on the concourse you are regularly in, I bet.
1: Hmm,
0: you know what I mean? like, So I'm in Concourse C a lot because that's where Southwest is. And when you come up the escalators, there's this wild piece of art that you may not even realize is art because it's this whole section of what looks like a Aztec ruin. But it's a garden. Have you guys ever seen this? Mm-hmm. It's oh, it's, yeah. it's untitled, but mm-hmm. it's called Interior Garden. And I I love. I was thinking about. I was like, man, I love this thing, and I didn't really know that it was like a piece of commissioned art. Well, a couple of years ago, well, a long t- 2017, the airport was like, um, hi, we hate this piece of art because it costs all this money to keep up, and it's leaking water on the train <laughs> as usual for things <laughs> at DIA. And um, I got a little bit of enjoyment out of that torture of the airport. (laughs) I was like, oh, a piece of art is causing you trouble and money? I love it. But they were going to take it out. And I think that there was a committee that had to vote on whether or not. And as far as I can tell from the uh, reporting, of course, our friend Patty Calhoun's the only person that was covering this extensively. Um, They didn't Mm -hmm. remove it because it's still there. So if you enjoy... uh, public art which we know the um airport is full of this is like a piece that i love that i don't know if people realize is a piece of art
2: yeah i don't think i mean i've always wondered about that so that i love that i look at it every single time i go to the airport and it's been there honestly as long as i can remember um i did not realize it was like live like grass or whatever like i didn't i thought I, i assumed it was all fake
0: Here's the problem, Peyton. It doesn't look alive because it's dead. <laughs> so it is real, and the, that's part of the airport's problem. Was like we don't have a gardening someone, right? Like, we don't have an expert person to work on this all the time. <laughs> but it, it's just it's still there. So if you want to see this yeah. like cool, like faux ancient ruin with a bunch of dead plants on it, Concourse C is your spot. Um, yeah,
2: it's kind of weird. It, I, I always thought it added to like the whole conspiracy theory thing. Totally. Like, what is this? It's really weird. It looks like something right out of like Tomb Raider. It's it's cool though. <laughs> I look at it every single time. Hmm. I like that leaning into the
0: conspiracy aspect because like I think that's kind of bogus, but that makes mm-hmm. me feel a little bit of that like, oh, yeah, maybe there is a conspiracy around how these artworks are connected and what's going on with the under the underworld of the airport.
1: It's certainly fun to think about. <laughs> the whole Illuminati thing. I mean, what other airport has that, that level of uh, story content, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And they finally just started like really leaning into it in the last couple of years with those signs for construction where they're like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's... And that
1: talking gargoyle. Remember the talking oh. gargoyle that would like talk to you and make jokes with you?
3: Are you hungry? Oh, I'm starving. You got anything for me? Those flowers look delicious. Oh my- it's because of the conspiracy look at me i'm a little know-it-all well you get back over here i got a question about this conspiracy did you have to buy an extra seat for your hat sir
1: i saw that actually last time i was there they moved it from the the like the second floor of the jefferson terminal to down near the baggage claim it's near an area that's under construction it kind of looks like a mistake now (laughs) i don't know if it's still operational i didn't talk to it
0: i don't remember that but i was that was mentioned in in one of patty's pieces and i was like what how did i miss this?" So good.
1: I read about a couple of uh, interesting programs that the airport offers that I had no idea existed. Okay, one that I think is really cool, and one that I think is not interesting at all. Did you know you can get food delivered to your gate?
2: I saw that last night when I was looking up stuff too. I had no idea. Why would anyone?
0: Why want would this? you want that?
1: Walking to the place to get food is like ha- how to kill time. You
0: may okay. Let me just make a little argument tell- here. Okay,
1: tell me about it. Yeah,
0: I've got a kid. I, can't, I gonna say I can't drag him. Although he probably needs to run the energy off, I can't drag him all the way to another concourse and with all our bags to get the thing that he wants. And if they're gonna deliver it to me, in theory, I love this idea. I would never actually do it because I'm also thinking about the person that has to deliver it. Like, can you imagine the busiest time of the airport, and there's some poor schmo bringing you? You know, you're in concourse. C and you want snarfs for instance and it's in concourse a and some poor kid has to come all the way down to bring it to you but i think that's an interesting idea because part of the the thing that bums me out about the airport is sometimes you can't go to the place the restaurant you want to go to because it's in another part of the airport that's like impossible to get to in time so
2: i get it
1: Hmm. well if you're interested in that service it's it's called at your gate
2: how do they find you
1: I don't know how they find you. I have no idea how it works.
0: They probably like text you and it like pings like an Amber Alert so they can find you. (laughs) Wave
2: your arms if you're the one looking for your McDonald's.
1: (laughs) Paul, what
0: was was the other service?
1: The other one is uh, DIA has the world's largest animal therapy program. Oh, There are 85 dogs and one cat that roam around the airport with an animal handler and their sole purpose is to just be there so you can pet them. Yeah. And like relieve stress, I guess.
2: I was gonna bring that up too. We we made the Guinness Book of World World Records um for yeah, the largest animal program. I <laughs> I was gonna suggest this, like go look for them. Apparently, they're everywhere. There's eighty five of <laughs> there's eighty five of them. I've never gone around and looked for them. I've also never seen them, but never apparently they're either. there. And you can just like, yeah, me neither. Hang out and pet them and take pictures. And I think that sounds like a great way to <laughs> pass time.
0: Okay, pay. Hey, how how else do you pass time at the airport if you're the the two and a half hours early guy?
2: yeah, I love going early. I also love our airport. I've always I've always thought it was cool. I've always liked it. I like being at airports um, and having time to walk around. I mean, I think dia is 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 really big and it's spread out really nicely so that like it's a you can assuming you don't have your luggage, it's great to just kind of walk around and people watch pop into those stores, I don't know, touch a bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> there's also tattered covers in oh, at yeah. DIA. And I freaking love that. And that's a super easy way for me to kill all of my time at the airport is going into tattered covers. So if you didn't pack a book or you're looking for a new book, go to a tattered cover, you're shopping local, pick out a book. And then we have like so many of our like really popular breweries from around the metro area have locations in the airport if you've got a ton of time to kill like go and you know do a little bar hopping (laughs) and uh try a couple different beers we've got some good restaurants um i actually don't particularly love any of the ones that are there right now they've got root down which I've always been a fan of Root Down. Um, I've never eaten at the airport location. But in 2023, they're bringing in a ton of really cool restaurants, um, like Cholan, that mm. upscale Asian place. Marzik Fine Foods is going to get a location there, and they do amazing stuff. Uh, That'd be
1: nice to have at the airport. Yeah. Little market. Yeah. Have a fancy salami. Mm-hmm,
2: like gourmet sandwiches. And then Big Red F is putting some stuff in there, too, like a post chicken. So we're going to get like a ton of really cool food. So go and have a nice little sit-down breakfast or lunch or dinner or whatever. The other thing, if it's accessible to you that I've just started doing is um, my husband's company just gave him uh, an Amex card and you can get into the Southwest Lounge. Ooh. The uh, Well, it's in the Southwest. It's in Concourse C. We call it the Southwest Lounge. But if you have an Amex, you can get in and it's just nice to get away from the crowds (laughs) you're kind of you're elevated so (laughs) hey
1: who you calling crowds (laughs) i know us plebes down below
2: (laughs) you peasants no just kidding um (laughs) it is nice though it's nice to get away i don't i mean that's obviously not something that's accessible to everybody but if you can do it or if you have a friend who has a card they can bring a buddy and they've got way nicer chairs and they've got tvs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They've got free food, but I think the free food sucks. So I still go down and eat real food and then go up to the go up to I the lounge. And DIA does a lot of these um like they have they actually have like a lot of events and one that's running currently is they have the ice rink. Oh, that's right. So I mean if you've really got time to kill, you can ice skate.
1: I have to comment on that. As a lifelong hockey player, skater, love the ice, born on the ice, half Canadian, I would never go skating at the airport Dang. never in a million years why why because i'd have to rent skates i couldn't why i would never bring my own skates to the I, airport yeah
0: i mean it's definitely more of a have you ever been to a, a, a roller skating rink like the only people that bring their own skates are like well i don't know i'm not going to make generalizations <coughs> yes, about those
1: people <laughs> who, who what are those I people i just like? don't
0: think that that's that big of a deal you really think it's
2: that big mm-hmm. of a deal to rent skates If you've got kids, and I think it's probably more of a layover thing than it is like a you've got an hour to kill at the airport. I'm not going to ice skate for an hour, but I mean, yeah, if you have a layover and you have young kids or something and you're trying to tucker them out, like I don't know, check out the rink, I guess.
0: Is the rink like something you can go to even if you're not going to the airport? Because I'm thinking about like if you're not going for a flight, I'm like you don't have to go through. Okay.
1: I think it's outside by the Westin. Oh, that, okay, okay. Above where the A line comes in,
2: and apparently they do like a lot of events over in that area, like throughout the year, that you don't have to like be flying out for. People just go to the airport to do. Which I think DIA is just inconveniently enough located that I'm, I'm always like, who's driving all the way to DIA to do this? <laughs> like, but. The the DIA website too has activities that they suggest you do if you're trying to kill time. Like they've got these bingo cards, so you can like do like airport bingo.
1: Okay, it's kind of fun.
0: So yeah. they know. I mean, they're fully aware. A lot of people have to spend quite a bit of time at the airport, especially if you have a layover or canceled flight. Or so make the best of it. I guess. Um, I did want to give one shout out food wise that I always go to when I'm at the airport, which is La Casita. Ooh, tamales. Colorado-style breakfast burritos, green chili, if you're like, you just get off the plane and you're like, this is what I, all I wanted was some Colorado Mexican food, tamales by La Casita is there in uh, Concourse C. That's my go-to spot next to McDonald's.
2: (laughs) Not local, but they've also got Shake Shack and um, Voodoo Donuts for those of you who... I am excited about Voodoo Donuts. I do love Voodoo.
0: Paul, do you have any spots in the airport you like to eat? We heard from we heard of all the cool places Peyton is looking forward to. You know,
1: there's no I, Tim I Hortons. Really don't.
0: I'm
1: i <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. I um, I love the Dia brings in local restaurants yeah, and like has them set up stuff out there. I've kind of always been disappointed with those though. Like, um, they have a Denver Central Market sort of out there. That um, includes the the pizza place that's at Denver Central Market, which is n- quite good normally, Pizzeria Vero. But it, uh, at the airport, they don't have the right oven mm. and the pizza is bad. <laughs> so I would recommend skipping that. That's my tip. Eat somewhere else. Pay too much for a bag of trail mix, which I always end up doing, unfortunately. I, know,
0: I feel like that's the joke is like, well, I paid $27 for a bottle of water and a bag of dried almonds. But at DIA, Mm -hmm. you might be able to get a lot of really cool options. So I I hope that helps you all at least mentally prepare for traveling to DIA in the next week or so, or actually over the holiday in general over the next few weeks. Just uh, I think to recap, give yourself plenty of time and change your attitude. Mm (laughs)
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, we're back. And now we're talking about edibles. In particular, we're hearing from you all, our listeners and readers, about your wildest edible experiences. And joining us is producer Aaron
5: O'Toole. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Bree. Just a quick recap of what we asked you to do. Um, last week, we had Chef Jared Farina on, who cooked a fabulous cannabis-infused dinner um, for the team and is giving one away. You could have the chance to win this very fancy dinner in your home, personally cooked by Chef Jared Farina. All you had to do was submit your worst edibles nightmare, your funniest story of something that happened to you on edibles. And boy, I mean, going through these submissions, these stories are amazing I have not laughed so hard. I think my husband was listening to me going what are what are you doing? What is going on <laughs> oh obviously, we got way too many i I wanted to come to you with with three finalists, but you know. Some of the stories uh, involved, you know, eating too much of an infused piece of candy and having it hit right in the middle of something important like a baby shower. Um,
4: (laughs) That sounds horrible.
5: (laughs) We had not one but two stories of people ingesting the night before a choir competition. I don't know what that says about choir people. (laughs) High stress environment. High stress. Absolutely. And a couple stories of people making edibles at home, passing out, as you do. Only to wake up and find that their dogs had eaten the rest of them. Um, I think it goes without saying, please keep these safely out of reach of kids and pets. Oh, my gosh. I've done the it's make it at scary. home and, and
0: pass out. But luckily, it was nowhere near my my pet couldn't access it because that is so scary. I know. Little cautionary tale. Before we get into it, I have to ask, are, is anyone else on this team had a wild edible experience? Mm. Yeah, I ate too much
2: of a chocolate bar like my first time, had a horrible time, threw up in the parking lot at Village Inn. Um, maybe it was IHOP. It was bad. It was just the traditional. Like Then we went in, and I was scared that the waitress knew I was high and was going to call my mom. Um, <laughs> I was like, she's going to call my mom. She's going to call my mom. Um, and then I never did edibles ever again. Oh, Peyton. Wow.
3: Hmm.
1: Sorry about Sorry that. Sorry about that, Peyton. That's Okay. <laughs> For me, no problems ever. 100% hit rate. Always a good time. Thanks for asking. Wow.
0: She's <laughs> okay. Wow.
1: Always works for old Paul. <laughs> good to know. Aaron, what about you?
5: Yeah. So when we first moved to Colorado, this was like a new thing we could try. So I was really excited to the novelty it wasn't horrible because we were at home which i think is key to like being able to control environment yeah, yeah. control the experience but i will say we didn't know how m- we knew how many milligrams this brownie was which was 100 milligrams <laughs> but we didn't know what a holy cow we didn't know what a normal dose should be so we split the thing and i was <gasps> like i don't think i can get up off the couch i'm just oh my gosh. i'm going to stay here forever so you did
0: 50 milligrams each at once. Yeah. Oh. Scary.
5: <laughs> holy cow. Okay. The, hey, you know what, though? Note to listeners. Don't do don't that. Don't do that. The, <laughs> I will say we were listening to music. The music sounded amazing. <laughs> it does have that impact. It does. The, the ability
0: to make anything you're experiencing seem like yeah. incredible. <laughs> it does. Okay. Well, let's let's hear our our three finalists for
5: their wildest edible stories. Who do we got first, Erin? Okay. So we are first going to hear a voicemail. This is a story of an accidental edible experience.
4: Hey, city cast. My name's Colleen and I live in Rhino. I love to cook and we decided to make some edibles and it, uh, extracting the oil from the herb I mixed all the ingredients together to make these peanut butter edibles and bake them in the oven with a silicone mat on the baking tray. So a couple of weeks later I made this incredible these really incredible breakfast potatoes where you boil them first and then you bake them in the oven with uh, rosemary and garlic oil. They are incredible And an hour or so later I started to feel high and I was like what is going on? I was so confused. I was like, no, I didn't have any, like, weed today. Why am I feeling like this? So I was, like, starting to freak out because of the paranoia that I sometimes feel when I'm high. And then it was my ex who finally figured it out. We had used the same silicone mat that uh, we had used a few weeks Mm -hmm. before. Um, to make the peanut butter edibles and hand washing apparently was not good enough um, so the potatoes became edibles and we were at highest heights for the rest of the day I couldn't do anything else Um, it was quite the experience but yeah accidental potato edibles they're very good (laughs) but make sure you know what you're putting on your silicone mat because they will absorb THC (laughs) thanks have a good day Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. That's my nightmare.
0: I've had this exact same experience with uh, like a silicone spatula that I had really? used. And I, yes. And wow. I did the same thing, but I was, I it was for breakfast before I went to work. Oh. And this is when I was working in, in an, I can tell this story now because my boss would appreciate it. It was when I worked in urban planning and I was like standing at my desk, like working and all of a sudden I was like, oh. <gasps>
2: <laughs> i can't do anything i have to go home i have See, to go i don't even know so how to get scary, home though like it's like i can't imagine just like all of a sudden being high and being like how did this happen where that sounds horrifying that's a good cautionary tale for those of you trying to cook at <laughs> home be careful. that's yeah,
5: cook at That's home. That's terrifying. I and I had no idea a silicone mat or utensil could kind of hold on to that. They oil. suck it up. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's like I mean it's kind of like plastic and that like it it
0: takes it in. It's like have you ever if you've ever used like even just like a plastic spatula or something yeah. to cook with garlic or something and it just won't come off. Oh, yeah. If you think of it that way, then it's like, oh, it's the same thing with marijuana. Okay. So All right. with cannabis. Yeah. That's
2: terrifying. Yeah. That's my nightmare.
5: Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. uh, we have another entry here. Yeah, so next, Emily N. wrote in with her edibles nightmare. This happens to involve DIA, so this is kind of timely. Here it is, my nightmare edible story. I fly high, insert Jim Jones voice here, and since I fly so frequently for work, I've had a number of encounters with paranoia, leaving baggage unattended, etc. cetera. But this one takes the cake. I was flying to Richmond for work a few months back. I had, of course, taken several milligrams of stress-relieving edibles to make the journey. When me and my coworkers landed, we headed straight to the baggage claim to await our luggage. There was a local news crew there doing a story about the large quantity of canceled flights and searching for interviewees. Since the airport was...
1: I like where this is going.
5: Since the airport was largely empty, they selected me. I said a lot of rambly nothingness, but the real kicker was my incredibly glazed oh. over eyes. <laughs> I do not think I blinked for the entire 34 second interview. <laughs> and then Emily says, I am including a photo of the interview as well as my normal sober face for reference. Oh my
2: gosh. Oh, wow. I did. I saw this one come in and I saw that she included photos. And so I looked at them and I I did. I laughed out loud. They, the photo the pho- Photo is hilarious.
1: <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Also, I mean, I mean, th- this story notwithstanding, that's another good DIA hack—an <laughs> edible <Yeah. laughs> before the security line for a nervous flyer like myself. It's uh, but pretty good.
0: This is where dosage is super important, Paul. So mm. make sure if you are going to do that that you aren't taking something out of your normal range, or if it, especially if this is something you don't normally do, just keep it real low dose because you don't need to be like. Tripping balls. Yeah and everybody behind you in line is like, why is this person not moving? <laughs> you, know the, you know what I mean? Like, you know how when you wait in line at DIA, you're like waiting in line, waiting in line, waiting in line. Oh my god, all of a sudden you got to take all your clothes. You got to take your shoes off. You got to take your jacket off. You got to put everything yeah. in the yeah. thing. You got to push it through. Yeah. All of a sudden you get to the end of it and then your stuff's not coming out because they've pulled it and then I'm trying to find my baby shoes and then it's just like total chaos yeah. for...
1: And then the local news <laughs> is there to <They're laughs> put you on TV. <laughs>
2: Maybe you do, it, you do it after TSA when you've just got a bunch of time to kill and then you can go and look at all the crazy art really high Ooh. make sure
5: you know where your gate is just be like prepared yeah, yeah, yeah. write we'll it do. on your Fair arm cab, yeah in case you forget
2: <laughs> you're such <laughs> a mom now brie <laughs> <I know. laughs> okay we have we
0: have one more and it's uh tell us about it Erin.
5: yeah well our third finalist you know honestly i think the only way to describe it is this is just one of those stories that is your basic straight up edibles nightmare
3: Hello, CityCast Denver. This is uh, Gerald. Um, I live right on the edge of Aurora in Denver. um, And I wanted to tell you about my worst edibles story. Um, Back when I was just getting out of high school, one of me and my best friends, we I lived in Florida, and we decided we wanted to eat a bunch of edibles and just have a day around the city. A uh, couple hours in, my phone stopped working, so I went to the AT&T store. While I was in the AT&T store, uh, the edibles kicked in. I passed out, taking out a rack of phone, um, and my friend picked me up, uh, put me in the car, decided that I probably needed some food. We had a friend who worked at Chick-fil-A uh, who hooked us up with, like, a bag of sandwiches. And we ate, and I fell asleep in the car. He took me home as soon as I got home. I felt inside the entire car. Um, oh, no. My mom no. um, helped me change me out of my clothes that I'd thrown up all over. And I was like completely incapacitated, did not remember this. But I woke up the next morning with my clothes folded on the edge of the bed. And that was the time that my mom found out that I liked weed.
2: <laughs> what a good mom!
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a very nice
0: mom. That's... I, again, yeah, th-
1: heartwarming ending. Thinking
0: about a place you don't want to be too high in the phone store is definitely a high stress environment <laughs> where there's a lot of a lot of things going on. Usually, they're stressed. Anywhere there's stressed out people is where you don't want to be high. Yeah, and this is like the perfect example <laughs> of a horrible place
2: where people are asking you questions and. 're you're, you're in a line and there's other people
5: waiting, and there's a lot expected of you. <laughs> and there's a lot of delicate equipment that can be knocked over and apparently was. And Gerald did it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very relatable. yeah, so what what do we think?
1: Hmm, they're all pretty good. I mean, the silicon seeping, the the airport news story i know that's the one that makes me smile the most right now
2: i know i have i have my vote i do too what do you got
0: i i loved the the airport being on the news high yeah i you can't beat it you just the the
2: airport i mean it is it's it's timely it's hilarious i mean the photos the real
0: (laughs) the real kicker too i mean it's great can't wait to see it i want to see it so bad
1: I'm I'm there too. It's all Emily N at the airport for me. I think she's the winner.
2: Congratulations, Emily N. Congratulations. Thank you for sharing your wild story. <laughs> You're getting a a delightful dinner with Chef Jared Farina, who's incredibly talented and will dose you properly in the yes. safety of your own home.
5: <laughs> Maybe that's the next restaurant that will open at the airport. <laughs> like that would be so awesome. Honestly,
0: I would definitely go there.
2: Maybe if we had a cannabis restaurant, people would show up
5: early. Thereby solving all of the airport problems. Well, there you have it, Phil Washington. We've we've <laughs> solved all your problems. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay.
0: Well, Emily N. will be in touch. Uh, I, I mean, I would love to just thank... Uh, Gerald and Colleen, also our runners up. You guys told amazing stories, and everybody that wrote mm-hmm. in or or left us a voicemail, we really had a. There was a lot. It was a tough choice. You guys mm-hmm. shared some really great stories, and so we appreciate you so much. Thank you again, Aaron, Paul, Peyton. Thanks for joining me.
2: Yeah.
1: Happy holidays, Bree.
2: <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone.
0: That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were Paul Caroli, Erin O'Toole, and Lizzie Goldsmith. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter, and I'm your host, Free Davies. Our music is by Los Mochachetes, with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. And if you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on Twitter at CityCast Denver, and tell Greg the Talking Gargoyle about us next time you see him. You can sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866 And you can learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back on Monday morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. Think about all the other airports. If you've ever been to another airport for a layover and it's like there's nothing, we got a lot to offer. I think you're right, Paul.
1: The airport in Ithaca, New York, they have no restaurants, no food, no coffee shops. All they have is like a Mr. Coffee pot (laughs) that you can make a pot of coffee if you want coffee. I was in like
0: Cortez, Colorado.
2: It was very similar situation. (laughs) I was just in Phoenix, Sky Harbor, and it was like... Not that late. It was like maybe six o'clock and all the restaurants were closed and I was hungry and all that was open was a McDonald's. But my husband had to travel like three miles to get to this McDonald's. So he left <laughs> on like this really long journey and came back and he was like, all they had was um, old chicken nuggets. So that's what I got you. <laughs> it's like, damn it. I don't even like their chicken nuggets.